Welcome to Their Very Best, the podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And I'm Bill Noto. And today we have a special guest host, Jenny Lee Ford, to give us some wild, unsolicited opinions about Lake Street Dive. Thanks, Jenny Lee, for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I can't believe you're here. I'm so excited. I want to introduce you just briefly. Jenny Lee is my one of my old, old camp friends. We became friends when we were young teenagers in a summer camp. And it's amazing to reconnect with you here on the podcast. So thanks for doing this, Jenny. It's, it's really great. It's, it's so exciting. What about me? And, and I'm so glad that we're still in touch after all these years. It's just a wonderful thing. Well, thanks for joining us, and it's really good to meet you. So you're going to take us on a little tour of uh, Lake Street Dive. I am. My, I have kind of like, well, I've got like a number six, and then I've got a tie for number five. So let's do number six. Okay. Which actually is... Tie for number five. <laughs> tie for number five. That's the best I can do. So... Number six is hypotheticals from their most recent album, obviously. I've been playing out a lot of hypotheticals in my mind. I've been writing your name down next to mine. Been imagining all the things you and I could do. Ooh, ooh. I've seen all the possibilities in my dreams. Yeah, so tell us about Lake Street Dive. I've done a little bit, like, minimal research. I, I understand they're from... They sort of formed in my old stomping ground, Music College Central in Boston. That's right. They all met at the New England Conservatory and formed as an avant-garde like jazz country band, <laughs> which obviously they didn't stick with. <laughs> they realized that wasn't going to work, and so they uh, embraced the music that they all love and that they're all influenced by, which is 60s rock, Beatles, Motown, um, and they just started playing the music they love hmm. and writing amazing songs. I mean, every song is amazing. This song, I read somewhere, I think in a Rolling Stone article or review, that they classified this whole album as yacht rock, <laughs> which that's the- I do not think that's what Lake Street Dive is going for, and I've never thought of that as a compliment. But in this case, I was listening to this song while I was visiting my mom in Florida, and I just thought that is completely accurate for this song in particular. <laughs> it is a total feel-good, make-you-dance, make-you-want-to-dance kind of song. It's worth a shot. I love this synth sound right here. but still light yeah yeah well yacht rock is a theme we've danced around a little bit in the podcast so it's interesting to only a little i mean because now i'm kind of wondering like what's the definitive element of yacht rock besides like a michael mcdonald cameo (laughs) i think that's it i mean i can only think the definition is songs you would want to listen to while you're hanging out on a yacht you know like that makes sense summer sun water i don't know just like feel good party music i don't think there's a real definition the only person i know that hangs out on a yacht is bill so (laughs) probably he's 
best suited. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, while we're talking, I did a little research on Yacht Rock. <laughs> I talked to the research department and I got a briefing. Um, the term didn't exist around the time that the music was right. being made that people think of as Yacht Rock, but it was originally referring to like adult oriented rock. So like adult contemporary, you know, and associated with like Christopher Cross's sailing huh. and sort of saccharine yeah. and garish. I'm not sure why Rolling Stone classified it as Yacht Rock. I like it a lot, Jenny. So right after they recorded that album, their one of their founding members, their guitar player and trumpet player, Mike McDuck Olson, left the band. Hmm. And so that's really interesting to me because he is... I mean, those trumpet lines that you'll hear in some of the other songs we're going to listen to are key to me, and I just wonder what they're going to do without that. Are they going to get another trumpet player? Hmm. You know, um, they added a keyboard player, Aki Burmese, in 2017, and he added a lot of flavor, too. He, he also has a great voice and sings on some of the songs. We haven't really acknowledged this, but we should talk about the fact that you're also a musician. Is one of your instruments the trumpet? Trombone. Trombone, okay. So anything with a horn in it, you know, grabs my attention. The key things for me with this band are that the bass player plays a stand-up bass, they've got a trumpet, their harmonies are ridiculously good. Yeah. And Rachel's voice is just like it's one epic. of the best voices I've ever heard. Yeah. She grew up in Australia, Waldron, just so you know. Sydney. I don't think so. I think she, oh, was, she was born, born there, in but she Sydney. grew up in Tennessee. The whole vibe of the band is it's sort of a little bit Southern, yeah. you know? Yeah, she was born in Australia and grew up outside of Nashville. Jenny Lee, you said you had a tie for five. Well, we'll just, um, we'll do a little bit of uh, Don't Make Me Hold Your Hand from their first album, Lake Street Dive. I love this guitar, bass line together. Bill, you got some rim shots there, which I love on this song. By the way, this drummer's incredible. His name is Mike Calabrese, and his style is just perfect. Love that organ. I just love that line. They come up with like really catchy, iconic lines. They're simple. And what I like about them is that, you know, they went to music school. They're obviously super talented and classically trained, but they don't flaunt that. Mm -hmm. They pick catchy melodies with kind of ambitious chord progressions sometimes. Mm. But when it's not appropriate, they don't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had that same thought um, earlier tonight when I was thinking about this band. I was I was listening to their much-watched YouTube video of them standing on the street playing a Jackson 5 song. And when they got towards the end, I was like, that is a music school group of people doing some cool stuff there. But just as you said, they don't overdo the the academic part of it, right? And I'd say that... The problem that my band had was we were maybe 40 to 60% jazz, which is 
exactly the bad ratio. Like you want to be either a lot more than that or a lot less than that. And I think these guys maybe do 10 to 15% right. or maybe 20%. And that's a much more comfortable. Exactly. They said they, they didn't want to turn away audiences, you mm-hmm. know, being too jazzy. It's, um, but you also don't want to sacrifice doing what you love. And I think they found a perfect compromise. They obviously love playing this music, and they incorporate enough of what they learned, music theory, complicated chord progressions and stuff like that, to just have a taste of it and still make the songs memorable for people that aren't musicians, you know? Why won't you let me love you? I feel like that kind of restraint is sort of the definition of taste, right? Right. sick. Those harmonies are so good. Uh-huh. No one will see our love and they won't or they won't hear us I like the bass line. You, you called it up before saying that it's, you know, an interesting bass line and when you double it with the guitar, but even if you didn't do that, it still is very melodic. You know, that's... Yep. It's the melody line of the song, right? It is, yep. There are many people that would classify Bridget Carney, their bass player, as a badass. I'll go with that. Hmm. She writes a lot of their songs, and a lot of the ones that I picked, Mm -hmm. and she is just incredible. She's like, I don't know how tall she is, but she's way shorter than the stand-up bass, and she just kills it. (laughs) That's cool. Hey, just a drum comment. I didn't notice when it happened, but at some point, those uh, rim clicks became snare hits. Yes. As the song got more intense. Yes. Make me hold your hand. Oh, Oh, there's a fake ending. ending. You hear that fake ending? (laughs) Totally. have got a few of those. It's a theme, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Jenny, what's next? There's a tie for fifth, right? Yeah, so the tie is, it's called Better Than from Bad Self-Portraits from 2014. And it's an absolutely beautiful song. They throw like an extra beat in there. It's not a time signature change, it's just like an extra beat. I could spend ages reading the news. It's a half a beat. I need to count that. I think it's a half a beat. It might be a half a beat. I've been trying to figure it out. I could spend days singing the blues. <laughs> it's an extra two beats. I think. I love the organ in the background on this. So stripped down. This is the album I like. You got good taste. How could spend I love how gentle the drums sound, gentle in the background, but just as present. 
not a full beat. It is. It's not a full beat? I was thinking it was like one and a half or something. It is a full beat. I think it's a full two beats. Come on, baby, come inside. Better than being some fool's bride. Better than pretending to know what's wrong, what's right. And this is a good opportunity to talk about their lyrics and their phrasing. Oh, but here's the trumpet solo. Oh, it's just so beautiful. So sweet. The interesting thing about this solo is it's just one chord the whole time. They never change. Huh, that is and interesting. You, you don't really notice it, you know? that line better than pretending to know what's wrong and what's right just the way she phrases that and how deep is her voice is so rich and smooth and buttery wish I could sing like that <laughs> <laughs> to the trumpet guy well there's not a lot of information out there about it he was with the band for 16 years you know originally it was four members yeah and he was one of the founding members that went to the conservatory and he's actually the one that handpicked the rest of the members of the band wow so he put it together he put it together and after 16 years all he said was it was time for a change very um cryptic i don't know you 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 have to assume there was something more going on right it's an opportunity for me to add my invented fact of the podcast <laughs> a new feature of their that. very best when walter just makes shit up <laughs> <laughs> well okay so we're up to pick number four now we're at pick four well yeah but didn't you have an interesting fact that you were going to share Oh, I was only kidding. I won't, oh, make up, okay. I won't make up rumors about this. <laughs> okay. About this guy, this band. All right. Number four is Good Kisser from Free Yourself Up from 2018. If you're going to tell them everything, tell them I'm a good kisser. Oh, this is a great, this is a great one. You told me in your desperate whisper. If you're going to tell them everything, don't leave out the good part. I have a personal relationship with this song. I sing it regularly with one of my bands. And it's a crowd pleaser. Do the audiences that you play for recognize? I mean, this is a this is a song that gets a lot of play, right? 60 million plays on a platform that we use. 
Yeah, I would say it, more often it's the females that recognize it if, if I'm right. observing correctly. But yeah, I would say maybe half the people or something like that seem to know it because right. it's got 60 million plays. But Lake Street Dive, I don't consider them really a mainstream band. They're very popular, but there's plenty of people that haven't heard of them yet sure. still. Which is amazing, you know. Jenny, you sing this? Yes, sir. And so did was it hard to develop your ability to sing it? Like, there's some punchy vocals going on in this one. This... Tell them I'm a good kisser. Tell them all the things you told me. I wouldn't say it was any harder than any other song. You know, I just, I just, it's repetition. I just do it over and over and over until I get it. Uh-huh. I'm not saying I always hit it perfectly. Yeah. But if I do a little growl in my voice while I sing it, it's better and easier. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell them I'm a good she seems to be really effective at um, making her vocal style like deliver an emotional component. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's, per- Absolutely. that's performance. You know, and it's easy to not do it well. <laughs> she is a very good performer, and she has a lot of emotion in her voice, especially in their slower songs, where you can really hear it. Yeah. This is a song that has a lot of different parts, a lot of chord changes. Uh-huh. It's one of those songs, you know? It's like they've got... It's not verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. It's... You know, through composed. I don't know what what is that part. You can't even. You're like, is that the verse? Is that a? I, when I looked at the lyrics online, it said refrain for one part. It's like it's just uh, it's a very cool arrangement. Huh. That's neat. Who's playing the organ in all these tracks? Almost everything we've played has a an organ part. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that in those days it was Mike Olson, the guitar trumpet player. Also played keyboards. Got it. That sounds really cool. What do you have for a third song? Are we at three? I'm getting down to it already. You want my number three. You want my number three, which is... Drum roll, please. Ladies and gentlemen, the number three song. This is Neighbor Song from their first album, Lake Street Dive. I can hear my neighbors making love upstairs Their love is rattling my tables in my chair I'm guessing neither of you have heard this song because I don't think I had either before I did the research for this podcast there were a lot of songs I hadn't heard it's funny how you start prepping for one of these little shows and then songs that you didn't really pay attention to before suddenly pop to the front and you find that you're talking more about the stuff you've learned about rather than the stuff you already thought was going to be the top one it makes me want to dive deeper into other bands Again, just super creative baseline. You said that she's short. I wonder if the reason that she's hitting so many of the high notes on this upright bass is because it's just easier to reach those notes when you're short. <laughs> I've seen her all over the fretboard of that stand-up bass. This song has interesting lyrics. It sounds like a sweet love song, but she's singing about listening to her neighbors making love upstairs while she's on the ground floor. And I just think that's a really cool twist, you know? What's always funny when, like, the style of singing gives a different feel than what the lyrics are doing. And another beautiful trumpet solo. 
I like the brushes too on the snare on this song. This is their first album. Yeah. Huh. It definitely has a more naked sound to it, you know, uh, more raw. Yeah. Which is the thing I love the most about this album, I think. The rawness of this, their first album. I mean, all the while, like, if you don't listen to the lyrics, you just think it's just this sweet love song or something, you know? Totally. Well... I don't know if it isn't a sweet love song. It's just not right. sung from the perspective of, you know, of one of the participants. Right? That's right, yeah. And now we can go total left field for the number two pick. Oh my God, we're at the number two pick. It's going right. so fast. All right, where are you taking us? I'm taking you to the album Side Pony for Call Off Your Dogs. really taken us to a lot of different albums. I love it. Yep. I didn't even do that on purpose. So now we've got disco, you know? They really are a multi-genre band. They can play anything, and they do. They experiment with different styles. Is the whole album like a disco feel to it? No. Uh Uh-uh. Are you sure? Because I'm looking at the album cover. (laughs) The interesting thing about this, Waldron, that I thought you would appreciate is it starts in 4-4, and this part is 3-4. Back to 4-4. Four, 4 four on the floor, 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Well, it's got to be if you're going to disco it, right? And what a great hook. The bass is so bouncy. Oh. God, I know. To be able to switch between time signatures that smoothly is just amazing. Are we sure it's 3-4? I had a hard time finding it. Yeah, I found it at the end. But I did too. I did read that the bass player wrote this song. Bridget Carney wrote this song after taking a trip to Ghana and learning this 6-8 rhythm that she translated to the guitar. So maybe the verses are 6-8. Now this is your number two favorite Lake Street dive song. That's pretty wild because it's totally different from all the other stuff we've heard or that I've heard when I did the limited amount of research it is oh I love that like ghost <laughs> oh, it's synth like a sound theremin action <laughs> what is that it's probably a synthesizer with like the little whammy bar going wee but I love how they have that with her singing along with it it's yeah, so cool I, I was noticing the double of the voice mm-hmm. on it makes it sound really cool and weird they do that a lot, like where she sings along with one of the instruments, and it's... Side Pony. Good name for an album, too. Side Pony, right? <laughs> I love it. You know what? Can I jump in with a... Um, oh, yeah, also? that would be great. I was kind of expecting y'all to do that. Well, here's this one, Just Ask. You got so many this is really some badass song, and I like it. Let me try to find why I liked it. I know why you like it. Slow, it's a low tempo. That's a Waldron 
slow burn. Is there any spoken word in this one? There's no, there's no little skit in it, Billy. Is there skit? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other song that I listened to that I really liked was this one called Seventeen. Well, yeah. this was on my list too. I hope I'm not scooping you. I had to take it out because I had to. <laughs> you, I had to only pick. I was supposed to only pick five. I got seven. But this <laughs> is one of my favorite songs for sure. Look at those lights behind the trees. Don't the highway sound like the ocean? It's like three different songs in one. The drums sound really good. Yes, they do. I wish I'd met you when I was 17. Very cool. Okay, well, that was just in passing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you brought that 17 song up because I had that and I had to eliminate it against my better judgment. I'll offer my pedestrian pick, which, yes, would, sir. which would be Bad Self Portraits. Mm, good, great song. Which album? On the album Bad Self Portraits. Oh. <laughs> I bought this camper to take pictures of my love. Now that he's gone, I don't have anybody to take pictures of. A lonesome highway is a pretty good subject. Great tune. I mean, it's her voice, you know, her. Oh. It's so good. I don't have anything much more nuanced to say about it other than like, (laughs) man, she can sing. I'm taking bad self-portraits of a lonely woman. I read somewhere that she's not a fan of diva singers, and you can tell because she never really brings out the diva. Mm -hmm. You know, she could do lots of fancy runs, and she doesn't need to. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, she's got a musical training. It's an instrument. It's not a... She sings like it's an instrument. Absolutely. When you go to music school like New England Conservatory and you study voice, then you definitely are treating it like an instrument, right? All right. I think we should, I think we should make room now for... Billy? Here we go. Is it time? I think it is. Jenny Lee, I think it's time. All right. If it's time... I think it's time. I'm ready. I'm excited. All right, y'all. So there was never any question for me what the number one song was. Would it be true to say that I ordered you? I thought there might be once I started listening to other songs, uh, but I could tell right away. I think all their songs are amazing, so I'm not saying, but I just, I'm not saying they're not. But this to me was like you know a landslide selection. You go down smooth from Bad Self Portraits. My favorite thing about this song is the build-up. Hmm. It is incredible how they build the song up. It never stops. It starts stripped down and just they add layer after layer after layer after layer and it's just huge at the end. Oh, it's so cool. I think maybe in keeping with the subtexts of the... Yeah. Jenny Lee, did you know that you would pick You Go Down Smooth before we asked you to be our guest and do Lake Street Dive? No, no, no. Like, would you have said, would you have said, oh, the best Lake Street Dive song is You Go Down Smooth? Of course. Well, it was my favorite song at that point, but I hadn't listened to all their songs yet. 
So I had to leave that open. But yeah. after listening, you know, through all the albums, I was like, yeah, that's still my favorite by far. I love it. I love this guitar rhythm. I read that this song is based on Got to Get You Into My Life by the Beatles. It sounds nothing like it, but they're heavily influenced by the Beatles, for sure. And you can hear that, especially in the guitar sound. You know, but then you throw Rachel's vocals on it and their arrangements and everything, and they're totally different, but they're all influenced by them. That chord there might be the influence of uh, the Beatles song. And now we got horns. I'm too sober not to know that you may be my problem, not my love. Oh, that's just incredible. Mm, Gives me goosebumps. Shuffle beat. That's great times. I love how the last go down smooth goes down low instead of ending high. Yeah. And we got another fake ending coming up, sort of. You think it's going to be the end, and it just gets bigger. The horns are big, and the harmonies. That song makes me want to dance, like, flailing my arms around, you know, just like, <laughs> it's just like old school, I don't know, just, it just makes me want to dance. Well, it's, it's, up, it's up-tempo shuffle, it's so lively, you know, it's, it's pretty high speed, and it's not an easy thing to do for the drummer to play that well. Mm-hmm. That was great. So I think it's decided for Lake Street Dive. Jenny, I want to invite you to make some proclamations. One thing that I don't recall hearing you say yet is their very best album. We haven't said that yet. And for their very best album, I'm going with Bad Self-Portraits. Because... Is it because I had I liked it? Because Waldron said he liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just so many. It's really based on the fact that there are just so many good songs on that album. I mean, so many songs I love. I love the overall sound of the album. Uh huh. So people should be getting in touch on the socials. And we only have two avenues for socials now, now that we no longer recognize. We don't even need to say its name. We only have two avenues for socials now. The Insta and the Facebook. We're really excited about the two avenues for socials that we have. <laughs> which are... Can you tell which one is the natural marketer of the two of us? <laughs> well, we have Instagram at their very best and the Facebook page, their very best. 
and I'd like to invite everybody to leave a five-star review. You know, my kids were shocked, shocked to learn that there was a one-star review that was submitted, leaving us with a 4.9. Is it a one? Or I, I wanted to talk about one. that. I thought it was two. Yeah. If it's a two, then... But I couldn't believe it. I, I kind of prefer if it's a one. I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like don't it. Don't say that. You're going to tempt... What is, cut it out. Five stars only. <laughs> Edit. Delete. Five stars only. <laughs> You can't, you're, someone is going to do it. Oh, Roger wanted me to do it, so... Like. <laughs> Bill, how else could they get in touch? You can email us at contact at their very best. Or if you didn't like something you heard Waldron or, or Bill say, you can write to wrong or false at their very best. If you didn't like what Jenny Lee said, come on, pound sand. She's a guest. Be nice. <laughs> Give it to me. I can take it. Jenny Lee, tell us the name of the band, and if you've got any um, dates coming up in January or late December. Well, I have two bands. The first one is The Secret Ingredients, and the second one is called Radio Bomb. And both bands will be at My Father's Mustache in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Nice. It's one of our regular stops. We're going to do more of these, so beware. Please watch out. We'll be offering more unsolicited wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Waldron. And I'm Bill. And a giant thank you to Jenny Lee for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. It was really fun. Awesome. Yep. Thank you. Great job.